I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Been talking about a variety of different topics out there. Battleground polls, Trump leads in seven different states, the ongoing battle over the border, Taylor Swift taking over the uh, Super Bowl conversation, Politico concerned about whether the Trump cases are going to be able to be completed before voting begins in November. And I mentioned that we were going to be joined by the Attorney General of the state of Tennessee. Big lawsuit filed this morning in the Eastern District of Tennessee for by both Tennessee and Virginia, uh, having to do with whether the NCAA has the, uh, stat, has the ability to, uh, basically police name, image, and likeness, uh, endorsement deals and beyond. The Attorney General of Tennessee, Jonathan Scarmetti, joins us now. Um, and, uh, Basically, I, I, first of all, I agree with everything you said in your 20-plus page um, uh, complaint. And I'm curious, when, Mr. Attorney General, when did you guys start working on this case? And was the timing impacted at all by reports involving Florida State, Florida, Tennessee, and what the NCAA was potentially trying to do there? Yeah, the timing was absolutely impacted by the enforcement. You know, we've been concerned with these issues for a while. And uh, when we heard that they were starting to ramp up some actual enforcement and some some pretty serious penalties, it sounded like uh, using their obscure, opaque and, and shifting rules to hammer kids and hammer programs, uh, it seemed like the right time to make a move. But this has been something we've been you know monitoring for a while, and then we moved very quickly to be able to do this when we did. Now, do you think other states will sign up and join on here? This is Tennessee and Virginia, and basically you're going to war, for a lack of a better way of describing it, with the NCAA over their authority. Do you anticipate other states will be signing up as well? I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I think it, part of it depends on which way it goes. If we are just straight up duking it out in court, 
Um, I think they may conserve resources, and, and maybe some will come in, but maybe they won't, and we're good either way. If there start to be serious negotiations about what the future of college sports is going to look like, uh, I expect a lot of people will try to get in on that conversation. But, you know, we're good either way. I mean, we're we're going to be fighting, and the goal is one way or another, we're going to make sure that these student-athletes have their rights protected. Hey, Mr. Attorney General, it's Buck. Can you explain and take a step back and just uh, walk me through here and, and the audience? What is that issue exactly, what the problems are, and how you'd like them to be resolved? Sure. So college athletes have a right to their name, image, and likeness rights, and, and they have the right to monetize those rights. Uh, that's something that's been recognized fairly recently, and it's created a mess in the rules. The NCAA's rules have been all over the place. Uh, they're not clear, uh, and it's not clear how consistent they are with other laws. Uh, federal antitrust law guarantees people the benefits of market competition. And the way the NCAA is looking to enforce, they're saying that student-athletes have no right to talk to collectives about what their NIL compensation might be until they've already decided which school they're going to go to, which means there's no competition. Uh, they're not able to really negotiate. They're, they're locked in once they're starting to talk money as opposed to being able to look at where the best offer might be. Uh, and that deprives them of income opportunities. And we have a law in Tennessee and many other states have similar laws that say they have a right to the income from their name, image, and likeness rights. Uh, and the federal antitrust laws say you can't suppress the market in a way that hurts the consumers. So what's interesting here to me in general is Buck and I are both capitalists, right? And I would imagine the vast majority of the audience out there that's listening believes in the tenets of capitalism. And one of the best tenets of capitalism is everybody should be able to sell their labor to the highest possible bidder. So really that's what's at stake here. But a second part of this that I find so fascinating is the people that the NCAA is trying to restrict, if you look socioeconomically, are actually often on the lower end of that chart, right? Football players and basketball players in particular is where a lot of this money comes from. A lot of those guys going to college, and obviously this could impact women as well, but let's focus on the guys for for the moment here. A lot of them don't have a tremendous amount of resources. So if you just think about this on a moral level, really what the NCAA is trying to do is ensure that oftentimes poor kids who don't have a lot of money are not able to sell their uh, talents to the highest possible bidder. So the morality, not only the legal aspects of this, which I think you're right on on the antitrust law, but also the morality associated with it. I think you and the state of Virginia, the state of Tennessee and the state of Virginia, are on the right side there, too. I mean, I think that factors in here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody is getting rich off this, except for the kids who are at the core of the product. There wouldn't be college sports without college athletes. And they're the ones getting the short end of the stick here. You know, and, and some of these kids go pro and make millions and millions of dollars. Some of them get injured and they don't have the opportunity to do that. Some of them don't make the cut. Uh, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, you know, a dice roll as to whether they're going to get any money out of their, uh, their athletic endeavors or the name, image, and likeness rights associated with that. TRO, you've requested a temporary restraining order. Um, why do you think that's appropriate? How would you anticipate that being applied? So the, the uh, window for recruiting opens February 7th, and college athletes, pr- prospective college athletes, 
need to be able to see what the different collectives are willing to put up for their NIL rights. If they can't do that, then we've got a whole year of student athletes who are going to be deprived of the benefits of competition uh, and who are going to have to just take whatever deal they get from the one collective that's not really negotiating with them. I mean, it's kind of a take it or leave it offer at that point. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of money left on the table that would otherwise go to these student athletes. Mr. Attorney General, this has been fantastic. Congratulations. Good luck. I wanted to make sure we gave you an opportunity to explain that. Uh, I know you're going to be talking to a lot of different media people, but appreciate you coming on with us this morning to talk about it. Uh, thanks for having me. That is the Attorney General of Tennessee, Jonathan Scarmetti. I think this is going to turn into a monster story uh, about the way that the NCAA is able to rel- uh, basically govern college athletics, and I know many of you out there are going to be interested in that. So I wanted to talk with him. Buck, News came down during the last break. There is uh, a shift now, and we kind of anticipated this would happen, with the Federal Reserve. They did not lower rates, but they have revised in some way their guidance to suggest that they may soon be lowering rates. This is important because, as we know, nine months from now, what the economy looks like is going to be instrumental in how many different voters out there, particularly swing voters, decide to vote. The Fed is now setting itself up come spring, summer, to be lowering rates, and that could have a massive impact on the way the people out there, voters, see the economy. Absolutely. They're going to pull every lever that they have to make the economy seem as good as they can, um, irrespective of what the long-term implications for pulling those levers may be. Uh, but I do think that, you know, you got to remember, for a lot of people, if the economy is pretty good, and I know the Biden economy should be a lot better than it is, but it's not a catastrophe, um, at least not yet. Uh, you know, I think that's, um, I think that's going to be to their, to their advantage. Uh, it's going to, you know, good enough turns into a good enough economy turns into the devil, you know, right? It's like, okay, yes. well, it's going okay. It's not so bad. Uh, and remember Barack Obama won with a very weak economy. He won reelection in 2012. So I always have that in mind what the precedent is here. And I remember against Mitt Romney, the line was, oh, Obama can't win because it's the worst recovery from a recession since the Great Depression. The worst recovery in like 70 years, right? Well, he did win. And I think he won largely because, one, well, it's Obama was kind of a special case in a lot of ways for the Democrats. But also uh, they were able to define Mitt Romney very early. We talked to Ryan Gerdusky about that earlier, um, what was it, yesterday? Where he said that Mitch Romney, uh, wait, sorry, Mitt Romney, Mitch Romney, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, um, yeah. Mitt Romney, the super rich, out of touch plutocrat, that was pretty much game over. Uh, that was all that it really took for them to, and he got crushed in the general election. So I think they figure if they can have a decent enough economy, it just turns into trash Trump 24 seven and maybe they can pull something out. I mentioned this, and I want to play this. And by the way, I'm going to duck out and head down to Miami, so Buck's going to close out the show here uh, shortly. But I did want to play this because I mentioned it last hour, and I meant to hit it with you at the end of the last hour. Josh Hawley, Senator from Missouri, we've been taking your calls, 800-282-2882, on big tech, particularly parents and how parents are responding. That's what the hearing they're having on Capitol Hill right now is. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri actually had, in a moment that is starting to go viral, had Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Meta slash Facebook, actually apologize to parents out there who had lost children that they attribute to 
the lack of safeguards on social media. Here's what that sounded like. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victim? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I think that's grabby. That's grandstanding. I, I think, I think Holly's, uh, a little out of line. Mark Zuckerberg didn't do this to these kids. Okay. That's, that's playing to the cameras a little too much. I know. Look, I like Holly. We've had him on. Yeah. I, I think he's preening for the cameras a little bit. I'll be honest with you. So Zuckerberg apologized to the families. Well, that what's he going to say? I'm not going to apologize to the families <laughs> yeah, of the dead children. I know. I know. But this is where I would come back around and I haven't heard whether they really grilled. I think almost every one of these big tech CEOs is a parent. And I would just say to me, the part that has always been the most evocative as it pertains to their product is they don't let their own kids use the products. And is whatever that really true across the, is that true yeah, across the board almost, pretty much? Almost all of the big tech company CEOs don't let Look, their kids I, use the I, product. I'm not a parent, but I, I read obsessively about everything that I can learn. I would not let my kids, my future kids, on social media probably until they're at least 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. That's my, I, I, and I don't know why. I think why that's any, reasonable. That's the choice we made. I mean, I'm not just saying that because that's what you did. You know, if I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd tell you, look, you're a parent, I'm not, so you've got frontline experience. But I would say, based on what I read and what I know and my own recollection of what it was like to be a, you know, what it's like to be a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, and it, it's very hard for people to understand as well, you know, the Internet is forever. I mean, that stuff, stuff that you're posting, stuff that you're writing, even in what you think are private messages. And look, the left is like ruined kids' lives because they wrote something racist when they were 14 years old you're on right. Twitter. You're right. I mean, you can't be held responsible for I mean, you could murder somebody at 14 and you're not going to be held responsible for that as an adult. Right. I mean, I don't think any jurisdiction would do that. You know, 16, they'll try as an adult, maybe 17, 14. I don't think they would. But if you wrote something really stupid on Twitter 20 years ago or 10 years ago, they're going to destroy your life, right? So these are these are the realities of the world that we're operating in. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, look with, with the Holly thing. Maybe some people feel like that the tech companies just need to get it both barrels from both houses of or from both uh, sides of the Senate. Fine, but you know, there's there's a more specific and nuanced discussion that needs to be had. Um, I think at a national level. About how to, like when the, when parents call into us, Clay, and they say, this is what I'm doing and here's how I'm handling it. That's the way to handle this is figuring out the steps to protect your kids. Yelling at a tech CEO who's worth $200 billion or whatever. It's not doing anything. It's just not doing anything. This story's not going away because I think the, again, I just come back to the, the basic graph of mental health. Kids are in a crisis right now and I don't think it's a coincidence that the crisis started right as social media took off. Yeah, no, I, I think I think there's clear correlation. So we'll we'll get into some more of this. Take some of your calls. Eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. Clay's got to fly down to this lovely place known as Miami, where I hear yes. there are very cool people and a lot of fun things and spectacular happen. weather, particularly in late January, early February. So yeah. I am off and I cannot wait to be able to be in a t-shirt. Sorry to our Minnesota audience right now, but yes. Clay is is gloating a little bit about the 75-degree weather we have right now. All right, look, to each of the self-described family historians listening today, remember this name, Legacy Box. 
It's a company you're going to like working with. Legacy Box provides the safest and easiest way to digitize all of your old videotapes and photos. Carrie's family just did this recently. They filled up a Legacy Box with all kinds of old photos and cool stuff. And then once you've had your old media, VHS, photos, transferred onto new media, thumb drive, link, up in the cloud, you can share it whenever you want and know that it is also safe for future generations because those tapes, those are falling apart over time, collecting more dust. So send your old media into Legacy Box and make it like it's brand new. They've got a big team, 200-plus technicians, and all the right technology to transfer your family memories onto digital files. They'll send you a shipping box. You fill it with whatever you want digitized. Ship it back to Legacy Box's facilities in Tennessee and give them a few weeks. They'll work their magic. I've done this. Clay's done this. It's so fun. It's so worthwhile. It's a really cool experience. Honestly, gathering this stuff together, too, you get a lot of memories from that because you're going to pull together all these old photos, all these old videos, and maybe you can't watch what's on the video. You will after Legacy Box takes care of it for you, but you'll remember, oh, gosh, I actually taped that birthday party 20 years ago. Get get started with this today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. You'll save 50% off their regular prices. LegacyBox.com slash buck. The torch of truth, past and still lit every day. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, 
believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. I'm going to get into some updates from the Biden border disaster in just a few minutes. And we'll close out the show with some more of your calls. But uh, I just threw it in there. We have such a wonderful, robust Minnesota-based listening audience for this program. And they have lit me up because apparently it is quite well lit, as in warm and nice in Minnesota today. We appreciate all of our KTLK listeners in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Uh, we got Ben in the Twin Cities up in Minnesota wants to tell, wants to gloat. Apparently your Minnesota weather's not so bad, sir. Yeah. Hey, Buck. I am listening on KTLK, by the way. And, uh, yeah, you know, this is the mildest winter I can remember. I've lived here almost all of my life. And we've had absolutely, we've had a half an inch of snow all year. We've had a greater winter here than, than Clay has had in Nashville. So it's uh, 52 and sunny right now and wearing shorts and t-shirts. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Well, yeah, you, for you guys, I mean, if it breaks 50, you're walking around in like a tank top and sandals. I, I know, I remember what that was like when I lived in Massachusetts. Thanks for listening, Ben, up on uh, KTLK uh, in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look, um, you, you got to appreciate the weather you got when you got it. Uh, I also, I'm, if I have time today, I don't know if we'll have time for it, but the uh, tr- uh, the former national security advisor to Trump, uh, O'Brien, Robert O'Brien, saying the world is super dangerous, and I, I do want to address some of that because I think we've gotten a little used to um, talking about the apparatus around Joe Biden and how it makes all the decisions, but that maybe is okay for the day-to-day domestic policy stuff, and not okay as in it's good, but disaster is not always imminent uh, based on some of the things that are on the Democrat portfolio. But on national security and war and things that can change the world in a, in a day, you actually want a commander-in-chief who knows what's going on and is not suffering from early-stage or perhaps medium-stage dementia. So we will uh, get into that if we have time. But certainly we're going to talk about the border here in a moment. And I was just talking about the news and how it can change so much of the world in just a day's time. Well, we're focusing in our nation's economy and the volatility around the world and also what it could mean for the U.S. dollar. There's this expert out there who thinks the dollar could be under assault sooner than later. He's a former Wall Street insider named Tika Tiwari who's put his thoughts into a video that he believes you should see. All of his thinking, including the foreign conflicts going around the globe, our nation's reaction to them, as well as how the value of our dollar reacts to escalating conflicts, are contained in this online video that you can watch on demand. 
Look, Tika wants to make his pitch to you. You can hear what he has to say. Watch the video for free and learnshnow.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Democrats are whining, no surprise, because I think they've realized their border bill is not going to work, not going to go through. Uh, the House Republicans aren't going to do it. Um, Senate Republicans realize that the more the American people learn about this, the less they will like it. This is the case with immigration in general. Uh, because they say things that are supposed to sound good to the public, but when you actually look at what the legislation would do and how it would work in real life, you realize they would only make things at the border worse. Uh, they're complaining a lot about this. That is not surprising. This is uh, Representative Garcia of California. He's upset that they want to impeach Mayorkas. And he's saying that Trump is the one who doesn't want to fix anything. Play two. This whole impeachment effort is the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump show. It's been Marjorie Taylor Greene that's actually the one that's filed both the impeachment documents on President Biden and, of course, on, on Secretary Mayorkas. And so this is all because of her. She's pushing this and she's taking Donald Trump's orders. The truth that people forget is that migration has been going up. When the Donald Trump presidency started, in the last year of the Donald Trump presidency, migration increased threefold. And that's because of all the crises happening in Venezuela, sure. and Ecuador, across, across the southern hemisphere. And Donald Trump is now saying he doesn't want a bill. He wants to run it. He wants to create chaos and dysfunction. Yeah. And we're trying to push back on that. We actually need a solution. He wants none. Notice how he doesn't say what the solution is. What's the solution? It's amnesty, everybody. It's amnesty. It's actually to make it easier for people to come in uh, illegally, and more likely they'll be able to stay, and more incentivized to stay. Always, always, always know that when they're not telling you what they want to do, it's because they don't want you to know what they're trying to do. And when they use vague terms, and when they dance around the issue, it's for a purpose. The purpose is to obscure their intentions. True of all Democrats on immigration, and even some Republicans, too. Uh, Langford in Oklahoma, I think, has learned a bit of a lesson on this one, Senator Langford. But I'm not even really clear on what Representative Garcia there thinks his point is supposed to be. So there was more migration. Were there were there's more migration under Trump or migration was rising under Trump? What does that have to do with the 7 million illegals who have come into the country under three years of Biden? 7 million illegals did not come in Trump's first term this is unprecedented this is beyond breaking point numbers cities run by democrats are crying out that they are going to go bankrupt because of this that their emergency rooms are clogged beyond function as a result of this and democrats want to pretend like this is business as usual or that we're making a much ado about nothing it's insane they're lying to you you already knew that Representative uh, Garcia continues here. He says the Trump plan is an alligator moat and bombing northern Mexico. Play three. Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border fence and maybe even put some spikes on the border. That's another Donald Trump and MAGA majority border idea. Another idea which I'm not sure how, how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb 
northern Mexico with missiles. That's another Trump idea. And finally, I think one of the ones that I think is the most grotesque is suggestions that instead we should maybe just shoot migrants in the legs as they cross the border. I I understand that it's going to play well with very ignorant constituencies for a Democrat member of Congress to just spew all of this uh, absurdity. But we know, because it's not just Trump, there are actually many Republicans who are also weighing in on this too. We know that Joe Biden has the authority to stop this, and he won't do it. That's really what they don't want you to know. Biden could say, no more asylum seekers, period. We're full. It's done. He could do that tomorrow. That means everybody who shows up and says, I have a credible fear or whatever, they're told, we're going to put you in an ice holding facility and deport you right away. We're going to send you back to your home country. You should not have come here. He could do that. Joe Biden has the federal statutory authority to do that. He's not going to do it. Also, the, the other guy, the Garcia, in the last year of Trump's presidency, migration completely halted. I don't even know what he thinks he's talking about. In 2020, there was no migration because of COVID. So it's just making stuff up. And what did Biden do when he came into office? Removed all of the things that the Trump administration came up with to start to restrict the flow and return law of order to the border. Biden got rid of that stuff. Halting all deportations. There's all kinds of stuff. We all know it because they explicitly told us that's what they were doing. Senator Ron Johnson, our buddy up in Wisconsin, he told, uh, or he's speaking truth here. This is cut five. He says that Biden is the root cause of the catastrophe at the border. Play it. President Biden wants an open border. He is the root cause of the current catastrophe, the, the current clear and present danger to this nation. He caused this. And for him to sit there and say, I, you know, I need more authority. No, you have all the authority you need. Speaker Johnson is laying it all out there. The Supreme Court has ruled on this. And he says that, you know, the, the section 2112F of the Immigration Nationalization Act, it exudes deference to the president. So the problem that Republican negotiators have had is we are dealing with an administration and Democrats here in Congress who want an open border that caused this crisis. It's, it's again like negotiating with the arsonist to put out the fire they started. That's completely correct. They caused this. They made decisions. They being Biden, his White House advisors, his DHS, Mayorkas, the Democrat Party overall. They created the circumstance. And now they are desperately trying to, you know, they're flailing and trying to grab Republicans and say, well, we both did it, right? We both did it. No, no, that's actually not true. We didn't both do this. This is the result of Democrat policies and Democrat decision making, and they need to be held accountable for it at the ballot box. All of their noise right now, all the whining, all the griping, all the lies It's meant to prevent the American people from being able to send the Democrats a strong rebuke at the ballot box less than a year away over what they have done to the U.S.-Mexico border. Now, one of the biggest reasons they won't change, and I I think this may sound simplistic, but I I believe, well, obviously I'm telling you that I believe it, but I think you'll see it my way if you just let it sit for a moment. Uh, one of the reasons that they refuse to change course, yeah, sure, they want more Democrat voters. And they think that people that are dependent on the state 
and who have no particular affinity for traditional America and a rule of law and don't speak our language. They're going to be welfare cases, etc. So they think that that's going to help them win elections for the Democrat Party in the future. But there's also, never underestimate the role that mob psychology plays in this or mass psychology plays in this. They don't want to admit that Trump and those who support him are right on this. Same thing we saw with masks and the vaccine mandates. and A big part of it turns into they cannot stomach the idea that the other side is telling the truth. Because how else can you explain? They're wrong on crime. We're right on crime. Why don't they just do what we've been telling them to do all along? It'll save lives. It'll make everybody safer in American cities. You know why they won't do it? Because evil Republicans, the the party of of um you know the American male patriarchy, whatever, uh, evil Republicans aren't allowed to be right on that. So people need to continue to suffer and get shot and you know carjackings and rapes and all this horrible stuff that's been going up in all these cities because of these stupid soft on crime policies and the Soros prosecutors. They won't change because to change is an admission that our team was right. And what more clear evidence could there be than on the border, they know that if they want to shut things down and stop the illegal crossings, it's possible that they would have to do things that Trump was doing before and things that Trump is saying they should do now. And and when I say Trump, I mean the entire Republican, look, the Republican Party is basically coalesced around Trump already. And I mean the movement. I mean conservatism. I mean America first. However you want to phrase it, they won't admit that we are right. They would rather the country continue to suffer. They would rather the border stay open than turn around and say, you know what? Yeah, we let in, you know, 8 million illegals over four years, and we didn't have to. If only we had listened to you guys, maybe going forward we should listen to you more. They won't do it. The the, the synapses in the brain can't fire that way. The the connective tissue, the... uh you know, the, the electrons won't fire in this way. It's just not going to happen. They, they can't allow themselves to get to that place where they would have to admit we were right. And so the country will suffer and continue to suffer until we take power from them and can actually do the right thing. They will not do the right thing because Democrats would rather all of us wallow in misery from their bad decisions than admit that the other side had it right all along. It's true about so much, but certainly true about the border. You know, the dedicated team at the Preborn Network of Clinics are devoted to saving the lives of unborn children, and they do that by welcoming pregnant mothers at their facilities. These are mothers who are debating internally whether or not they should give life to the child that's growing in their womb. Preborn provides support, supplies, maternity clothes, and ultrasounds. Because when a mother meets her unborn baby via ultrasound, hears that heartbeat for the first time, and sees her baby's movements, she so often decides for life instead of abortion. That miracle happens 200 times a day at the Preborn Network of Clinics. So will you join Preborn and make this year the biggest baby-saving year in its history? One ultrasound is just $28. $140, and it is 100% tax-deductible, will offer five babies a chance at life. Dial pound 250 on your phone. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. 
Have fun with the guys on Sundays. The Sunday Hang Podcast. It's silly, it's goofy, it's good times. Find it in the Clay and Buck Podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're closing up shop today on Play and Buck. Um, great time to remind you all of the phenomenal on-demand listening option that you have here with the Clay and Buck podcast feed. 
Not only is this show posted hour by hour, the Buck Brief, which is a series of shorts that I do, some monologues, some guest interviews, also goes in that feed. Totally different than what you're going to hear on the radio. We've got Carol Markowitz in our feed with her show, Tudor Dixon, maybe another special guest joining the party soon. So you definitely want to subscribe. So much great content there. You can pick and choose, listen whenever you like. The iHeartRadio app is a great place. And the 24 podcast, by the way, which comes out on Sundays, which gives you all of the politics we talk about in one place, in one condensed. It's like the, it's like a pill of pure politics that you can take with a glass of water and then you're all good. It's like the once, once a week multivitamin of politics, something like that. So that's the 24 podcast as well. iHeartRadio app free, download it. And uh, please subscribe to Clay and Buck podcast there. Now, we have a whole bunch of calls here. Um, Kevin in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, nothing much, guys. I just wanted to quickly let you let you guys know that uh, I don't know if you're aware, but back in September in New Jersey, a child was abducted by a man using Roblox as a way of communicating with children. And as a law enforcement officer myself, I always monitor my children's uh, activity on these online sites. But I myself was a victim of my child talking to who she believed was a family member. And there was no digital uh, indication that anything had changed in the chat room. But all of a sudden, uh, the conversation started going in a different direction. And the individual on the other end was trying to solicit my child's location. And for parents out there that don't know, uh, these child predators can ping these tablet locations of where the children are at. And so what I would just recommend to these parents is the only way that we can really hit back at these platforms is to stop paying for it, stop letting our children play it until these entities start taking ownership. And as an attorney, I'm sure you know that a lot of these companies utilize their terms and conditions as a way to remove themselves of liability. But as I see it. They're culpable in uh, facilitating a go-between for these child predators. So I just hope that uh, and Kevin, you're a federal Kevin, you're a federal law enforcement officer, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I worked at NYPD for a while, as you know from listening to the show. Clay had to step away; he's the lawyer. Um, but it, it's I will say thank you, Kevin, for calling in, giving those important um, uh, pieces of of detailed information about about the threat, particularly to children online. Uh, the I mean, I don't want to. You know, create more anxiety for the parents out there, but some of these, um, internet based predators who target children are, are, they're, they're tech sophisticated. Um, they, one of the things that they will do, for example, this has come up numerous times. There have been some high profile, you know, FBI getting involved in this. Uh, and I, you know, any of the people who, uh, the adults who are doing this stuff, life sentence, and I, I start to become much more, um, favorable toward the death penalty when I when I start to hear about some of these cases. Um, but they will pretend to be, they'll hack a family member or hack a friend, a peer, let's say, of your child, and then try to have the conversation. And then they'll try to lure them to a certain place, or they'll try to get them to give them photos. And your child it doesn't know that anything is amiss because the other person has been hacked, and this is and it's so easy, it's phishing, so... You know, the, you just, you gotta have, um, you know, information security, infosec or operational security, opsec. You gotta have good infos, infosec and, uh, and opsec when you're talking about protecting your kids online because the bad guys, just like with everything else, the frauds, you know, stealing money from people online is getting more sophisticated. 
the bad guys targeting kids are um are deeply uh, insidious in what they do and and their technological skills are unfortunately uh getting more enhanced mark in montana what's going on mark yes hello yes sir you're on there yeah um thanks for taking my call i was just going to say that uh i have three children there's actually one that just turned to an adult but uh I did not let them have any internet. Um, my daughter gets internet now because she's an adult. Um, they don't have any internet at my house and I live up in the mountains so they don't get any cell coverage. The, uh, interesting part about that is that they've been, uh, they live in a split household so they spend half the time at their moms and half the time with me. And when they're at their moms, they got 24 hour access to the internet and their cell phones. And then they come to my house and they don't get any of it. And the amazing thing is, is that my kids are fine with it. Um, my youngest one, who's 13, is now asking to stay with me full time, even though he doesn't have access to the Internet when he's at my house. So I guess my point is, is that um, it's OK to go after these tech giants for what they're doing. But, you know, parents, we actually have a lot of uh, ability and authority to stop a lot, a lot of this. And I think, I that Mark, not- I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling in. I just want to reiterate what you're saying. Parents, when it comes to protecting your kids, ultimately, you know, you are the alpha and the omega. If you have the most influence, the most say, you're on the front lines, you're the final line. So keep that in mind, no matter what the testimony on Capitol Hill is about all this tech stuff. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.